Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. On February 14, 2018, staff and students at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School would go through five minutes of hell as 19-year-old Nicholas Cruz entered the 1200 block and opened fire, killing and injuring anyone who crossed his path. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions. Police found 27 corpses. Australia's worst serial killer. You know, I didn't want to get in the car. I actually... With Amanda Howard and Robert McKnight. Hello and welcome to Monsters Who Murder. I'm Rob McKnight and joining me is none other than the serial killer whisperer. She's a true crime author and also a criminologist. It's Amanda Howard. Hello, Amanda. Hello, my beautiful friend. How are you going? Oh, beautiful. I'll take that. Um, <laughs> it's been a while. There's been a lot going on. Uh, but yep. I tell you what, so I am working for a current affairs program on Channel 7 at the moment. Uh, 7 is the number one network in Australia. And they <laughs> have done an interview with Kathleen Folbig. And that is going to air very soon in the next few weeks. But I've seen the interview, Amanda, and spoiler alert, it's must-watch TV for anyone, especially, (laughs) I thought of our podcast straight away, I thought of you, I know you've been in contact with her, but this interview, you actually will see her cry, and Natalie Barr is doing the report, and she asked some pretty interesting questions. I, I found it fascinating. Yeah, I'm, I can't wait to see that actually. So um, to see, especially how she's developed over time. I mean, I've, I've spoken to her on the phone for several years and to um, actually see her, I haven't seen her since she ha- has been released, but to see how she has been able to sort of start to rebuild her life, I think is going to be an amazing thing to see. Mm. Well, keep an eye out for that one. Previews are starting to come out, but it will be coming to air soon. Meanwhile, we are on episode three of our deep dive on Nicholas Cruz. Now, Amanda, last week we examined the weeks and months of research and training Cruz had undertaken before the day of the massacre. This this episode, we begin by returning again to the final pieces of evidence found on his phone during the last 24 hours before the massacre. Cruz began that day once more on his phone. It was 6.59 a.m. Again, he played pumped-up kicks while he looked at various things like school shooter as well as KKK and Nazi themes. There was also some porn and anime. I, I guess, Amanda, that in between looking up how to kill people, you've got to get off as well. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, he was getting himself pumped up. So uh, the testosterone was probably flowing pretty hard by now and he's um, needing to relieve some of that to, to keep himself calm and in control. And, um, you know, he's a 19-year-old boy as well. So what what do we expect <laughs> except for there to be some porn in there? I suppose so. Now, look, at 9.17 when Cruz's friend Jamison, or JT, Sneed, didn't answer his phone, the two had an SMS conversation. He asked JT to let the dogs out and then said he had a free day because his bosses had said he wasn't needed at work, Amanda. Who is Jamison JT Sneed? Well, uh, JT is also later referred to as brother, not actually his brother, but but, but called brother. Uh, Sneed is actually the uh, the friend that he actually lived with after his mother had passed away. So both uh, Nicholas and his brother were sort of set separated. His his brother sort of slept on couches, whereas Cruz was able to um, basically stay at, at Sneed's home, and he was there for for many many months. And so letting the dogs out was him saying, "Look, I've I've left for the day. You're at home. Can you?" just let out out my pets you know I've, I've got a free day i'm probably going to go and see a mm-hmm. movie or something and so 
um, this looks very normal and natural, but um, the first lie there is that he didn't have work that day. He'd actually called in sick, so he was supposed to work that day, but he decided to take the day off. So we can see that that planning has, has now come to fruition and he's ready to, to start going through the nuances of that day. And if we go back to that slide, as you said, he had said that he wasn't needed at work and we know for sure. Cruz told JT that his boss called him and he did not have to work that day. But we know, as you've just said, that he actually lied about that. Yeah. And I mean, this is what, what people do that they think it's it's an innocent part, but this then uh, adds into that pre-meditation part of this, that this is him uh, finally going, yep, today is, is the day. Because as we, we saw in a couple of other things last episode, he was thinking about doing it the week before, but now he's set the wheels in motion and now it's it's heading forward in the way that he wanted it to do a week earlier. Okay, so let's go to the next slide because those produced, these slides that we're seeing were produced at trial and it shows Cruz asked JT's about school that afternoon. He wanted to know which class JT was in. So I guess he wanted to make sure, and I'm guessing here, that his friend didn't get hurt in the planned shooting. Absolutely. He wanted to make sure that JT was nowhere near this event. He wanted to make sure that he was safe because we know that sometimes these school shooters actually do this. Um, we saw in the first episode where he was actually pumping himself up to, to start firing in a stairwell and one of the students come out and he sort of said, mate, get out of here. And that guy went running and found the teacher that unfortunately would die shortly after. But this is what they do, that, that they still have that little bit of conscience left that says to them, you know, there is people in here I don't want to hurt. If he had killed JT, I think this would have had a different outcome. I think we would have seen him probably take his own life. Okay, if we go back to that slide just one more time, we'll see at the end of that, Cruz only texts to his ex-girlfriend were hello, and it's very important. She did not reply during that hour, but if we go to the 2 p.m. hour, the next slide, we will see that it, Cruz exchanged 12 text messages with JT and his ex-girlfriend. He tells JT he has something important to tell him soon. His exchange at 12.10 was to his ex-girlfriend. He tells her, Eat well, sleep well, and behave, my love. She responds with, you know I have a boyfriend, right? His reply was, doesn't matter anymore, I love you. So this was unwanted attention by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, you know, um, she had moved on. Obviously, he was a very possessive, a bit out there sort of person. So um, it was an, a relationship that she apparently was not comfortable in, and we can see why now. Um, but yes, he we know that the, the, the night before he, he wrote notes to her, um, he had tried to get her to pick up the phone, which she refused, saying, you know, I've moved on. And all of these sorts of things, he was just trying to sort of uh, do his last will and testament. Yeah, th so these are his last statements people yeah yeah absolutely he expected to not come out of this he obviously he thought about suicide but it was probably likely to be suicide by cop because that that's what happened that should yeah. happen in in active shooter situations so he was saying his his goodbyes you know he was at that moment all right, let's go to the next slide because between 2.10 and 2.14, this is while he was travelling in an Uber on the way to the high school, he continues messaging JT and his ex-girlfriend. JT complained to Cruz about his plans to see a movie as JT got him a date. Cruz also says to his ex-girlfriend, you're the love of my life, you're the greatest person I have ever met. Again, Amanda, he is not giving up. The shooting began at 2.21. Now, Amanda, in the first episode of this deep dive, we discussed the shooting timeline, but now we have some footage to show of crews shooting inside the building as well as more mobile phone footage. Let's take a look at that. This is really big. This is really There's no way to Oh, fuck. Yo. No, 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 no,
There's no way this is Bro. Bro. So for those listening on the audio podcast, what we've just seen there is a montage of moments taken by video phone, essentially, where people are hiding. Kids are hiding, Amanda, in their school. They are just there waiting to see if the shooter comes into their room. There's fear. There's genuine fear here. There is, and even in that last tiny section there was um one person groaning so someone was injured on the floor and the other kids are there saying who's shot who's down because they oh. can't help them you know it's 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 moments that they uh wish they never have to live but it's amazing now that um as these crimes continue that we see this footage from inside the school we hope that this changes things but you know it's just they, these these poor kids are done for life they have yeah. just been absolutely destroyed, and um, obviously there's the victims that, that that were injured and 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 killed. But these other kids who are just there, thinking it's going to be a normal day, thinking that they've got a date that night, it's Valentine's Day, and these kids have just gone through hell. It's so true. And look, Amanda, she has a deep dive knowledge better than anyone else, and that's why she's been able to find this footage. If you want to see it, just go to patreon.com slash mwmconfessions and you can sign up there. If you only want to watch this episode, this episode is season 16, episode 3, you can go to mwm.uscreen.io and you can literally just buy this episode for $5 and see that material, as well as the slides we've been talking about. But Amanda, let's move on because Cruz leaves the school amid the rest of the students and he headed to the local McDonald's where he sat down at the booth with student John Wilford. Now, Wilford was drinking a shake inside the restaurant and it's bizarre when you see this vision because the shooter, Cruz, literally just walks up to him. Have a look at this. I sat down in a booth. I called her, I told her where I was and she told me that she was on her way. Okay. Then what happened? And then uh, Nick Cruz came and sat down right next to me. Alright. Did you know who he was? No. Ever meet him before? Never. Just sat down? Just sat down next to me. I didn't think much of it because I was panicked. So I was just trying to get back home. So. so what happened when you sat down? Um, he just sat down. I didn't think much of it. You know, he was just I figured he was from school because of what he was wearing, but... What was he wearing? Uh, ROTC uniform. Okay. So, what happened then? Um, from then, I wasn't really... I mean, I saw him sit down, so I just was tell, telling him, you know, like, this is so chaotic. You know, this is crazy. All these helicopters and SWAT cars coming. Like, what do you think this could be? And um, I don't remember him saying much, but he was just <laughs> head down, wasn't really talking to me. I don't remember much of the conversation, but I was doing most of the talking. Okay. Did he ask you anything? Uh, no, not until I started to leave when my mother uh called me and told me that she was there. Okay, what did, what, 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 what did he ask you? He asked me for a ride um, when I was like starting to leave uh, the McDonald's to beat my mother on the other side. That's when he started talking to me. Okay, and what did you say? Uh, he asked me for a ride. Um, he was pretty insistent on it, and I said no. I just... I wasn't really thinking much of it. I mean, I was just trying to get home. My sister wasn't answering her phone. I was nervous. I was panicked. I didn't I also had a bad gut feeling about it, you know, because I'm a nice person. I wouldn't offer somebody a ride like that, but I would just wasn't thinking in the moment. Okay. And then what happened? 
then I got in the car uh, with my mother and I started to drive home. So, Amanda, that was John Wilford in court telling his story, and we've been able to watch the footage, the CCTV, of what he's talking about. And as Cruz walks into that McDonald's, there's very few people in there. There's so many free tables. So, you know, to make a beeline for this other student, it is obvious he's just trying to blend in and look like he knows someone who's there, right? Absolutely. You know, um, one thing that we haven't spoken to, uh, spoken about much is his ROTC uniform, which is a junior ranger sort of thing. So that's what they do at school. And so he sort of had that, um, had that uniform on per se. So he looks like a school kid. Um, the fact it's sort of army fatigue as well, it sort of blends in, in with his other psyche on all of this. But yeah, he just planned to just to sit down and blend in. This kid's just been in a school shooting and he has no idea he's sitting opposite the actual person who just tried no. to kill him, basically. So it's it's for a guy who claims that he's really dumb and stupid, he's doing this very well. The fact that he got away, and that's purely because of the active shooter uh, protocol wasn't put in place by the guards that we spoke about in episode one. Um, he would be dead by now. If they had done what they should have done, this wouldn't be happening, but he's, he thinks he's home and free. He thinks no one is, is, is going to say it's him. He's, he's got away with this because he's just another student that sort of walked out mm. of school and has trauma and he can't get home. And he wants this guy to drive him home. And this kid's like just too focused on himself getting home safe and free, which, you know, is totally understandable, especially when he can't reach his sister on the phone. You know, it's yeah. just, it's all of these things happening. And he just is going to waltz in and goes, I'm like, can you give me a lift home too? It's been a crazy day it's interesting because i'm trying to think what i would be like i've been at school there's a shooting happening i'm sitting in mcdonald's trying to get hold of mum, so she, and my sister and this guy who probably is from school comes and sits next to me now under normal circumstance circumstances i'd be like what the hell but in that one you're thinking you might be thinking, we've just been through this trauma. Maybe he just needs to sit with someone, you know. So you, yeah. it's one oh, of those absolutely. situations where you'd probably be more forgiving in a social situation. Yeah, it's it's sometimes, you know, safety in a group, you know, people yeah. being together is, is what happens. And this school really comes together later on after this. So, you know, He's just thinking these kids just as scared as I am, and I'm not going to say, "Mate, fuck off." Um, mm. He's going to let, let him sit there, though he's not doing anything. But you know, and so then when he asks for a lift home, you know, there's all those things going through that you think, "Yeah, he's he's just as scared as I am." Like, like he he, he tried to make conversation with him, saying it was crazy, all the helicopters and everything, um, un, unaware mm. that they um are two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Well, thankfully, John didn't give Cruz a lift because as Cruz walks away from McDonald's, he's actually spotted and arrested. What's going on? What's going on today, bro? The, the, the demons, man. Demons? Voices. Voices. Voices and demons? Where's the voices? What the f***? Shut up. Just be quiet, man. Shut up. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so he's been arrested and then he's trying to say, oh, I'm hallucinating. Shut up. Where are the voices? Where are the voices? What's happening? What's happening? The, <laughs> the cops aren't buying this for a second, are they? <laughs> No, I love it. They just tell him to shut up. It's just so beautiful. It's just, it's just clear and concise. They know they've got their guy. They're not going to play his freaking games that he's about to, to try and do because instantly they try the mental health card and he's going, yeah, shut up, mate. You know, the voices, the voices, I can hear the voices. Like it's, it's such poor acting. He, he really should have practiced that a bit better because it was bad. He needed some acting lessons. How did they know it was him? How did they know they had their guy? Uh, because a lot of people knew who he was and, and oh, through all of that, um, right. you know, 
there was people like there was guards that saw the shooting that once they knew who it was and everything he wasn't going to be hard to to, to find and i mean he's not the only person who's arrested his brother does get arrested too when which we'll talk about in a different episode but um yeah they, they knew they had him and i mean he shouldn't have if he's basically just said oh i'm guilty because i'm feigning mental illness mm. like if he goes, oh my god, you've got the wrong person. Why are you arresting me? That would have been more convincing That's more believable. than saying, oh, the voice is the demons. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box, and if you break it down, it really comes out to two dollars a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. All right, Cruz has then taken in for questioning. This is where things get interesting. John Curcio is a detective from Broward Sheriff's Office. He enters the room where Cruz is sitting on a plastic chair and is dressed in a hospital gown. All right, how you doing, Nick? You all right? Got to be able to speak so I can hear you. All right, I just need to ask you, really, your name and date of birth, just to confirm I got it right, and I'm going to see if you want a glass of water or something. What's your first name? Come on, Nick. Huh? Spell it for me. Okay. Come on, I'm, I'm old. You got to talk so I can hear you. N-I-K. Uh, yes. O. L. Okay. A-S. And what's your middle name? Jacob. Come on, man. Speak so I can hear you. Jacob. Jacob. J-A-C-O-B. Yes. And what's your last name? Cruz. Cruz. Okay. Again, man, uh, unless you want me to sit in your lap because you're talking so quiet, you're going to have to speak so I can hear you. Let's, let's get a little closer to the table so me and you can communicate. What's your date of birth? Okay, you need to relax because I'm I'm the last detective or policeman you're going to have to talk to. So right off the bat, that should be somewhat comforting to you to know that I'm the last guy you got to talk to. But the thing about it is, look at me. I got to be able to hear you. Okay. So all I want to do is get basic information from you, and then we'll get into the you know whether you want a glass of water, all that stuff. Nothing. Nothing. I'm going to do is going to be confusing. I just need to get your date of birth off the top of my head. What's your date of birth? Jeremiah. January? Zero nine. Zero nine, September. 24. 24. 24. 98. 98. And how old does that make you? 19. 19. Okay. All right. Let me do this. You want, you want cold water? You know, if you want cold water, it was hot out there. I know I'm going to get a cold water. So if I come back with a cold water, I don't deserve it. Whether you deserve it or not, do you want a cold water? Thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm going to bring in two because I want one. It was it was hot, and then if you decide you want to have it, that's fine. But you know, again, I want you to understand. You know, I'm the last guy you're going to have to talk to. You know, what's happened has happened, but now me and you have got to kind of communicate so I can hear you. And, and, and again, I'm going to ask you, you know, things about background and, you know, things about what happened. Okay, but you, you got you to gotta relax and, you know, I'll bring you in some water. You sure you don't want uh, something to eat? Okay. 19 years old. Where were you born? What city? I don't know. You don't know? Do you know what state? Florida. Florida. Have you lived down here your whole life? Yes. Okay. But you don't know what city? You don't know what hospital? Okay. All right. So you're definitely born in Florida. Okay. Let me go get those waters and I'll be right back. Okay.
Of course, I have so many different keys. All right, I'll be right back. Now, we always look at the first few moments, and I've got to say right off the bat, Amanda, I like this detective. It's interesting. <laughs> he seems to be seeing how he needs to gauge the and tackle the interview. He's got a really good manner about him that I feel like he will get Cruz to open up. Well, it's, it's interesting because he's actually playing counterpoint. So for every um, quiet sound that Cruz makes, Curcio actually goes and, and, and becomes louder. And so he's sort of making him sort of come to the party to make it a bit more equal because, he one, he needs to hear what Cruz has to say, but, two, he wants him to get out of this current funk of, of being shut down. And so, you know, both saying, oh, you know, it's hot out there, mate. I'm going to grab a, a mm. bottle of water. You know, you should have one too. Oh, you know, oh, I don't know which key it is. He's 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 playing the, the, the gentle giant, to try yes. and say to Cruz it's okay, you know, that you can actually talk to me. Like he says that I'm the last guy you're going to talk to. So it's not the fact that it's the last person on earth, but it's like, you know, you've probably answered a thousand questions because he was taken to uh, the hospital earlier that day for a checkup and things like that. Right. Um, so he's been asked a thousand questions, but this is the moment that we're going to start looking at the actual uh, crime and how it occurred. So, yeah. He's just trying to be that friendly father sort of type, and he would do this multiple times. And we can already see that he's he's getting this in, information from Cruz quite easily, though, you know, he could probably hear every single um, word he's saying. He can probably uh, tell him his date of birth and stuff like that. Yeah, but he's, he's getting him to talk, so you just go, I can't hear you, I can't hear you. Mm. He has to get louder and louder because we also need to pick it up on the microphone. Yes. So, you know, because he can say, oh, well, he said that, you know, he was Satan and what, and wanted to go to hell. But if we can hear it, we know exactly what what's going on. So he needs him to speak louder. Yeah, and as I said, I like this guy. I think his approach is right <laughs> for this kind of um criminal or alleged criminal at this stage uh and even the point where he said the guy where Cruz said I don't deserve the water he said well what's done is done we'll get to that but right now you can have a water yeah. it's good all right yeah exactly and and it's it's things like that that actually um will play into his confession is by saying I don't deserve water is very important later on Interesting. Okay. Well, left alone for several minutes, Cruz starts talking to himself. Kill me. It's fucking kill me. Okay, so he seems upset, but not hugely, but he was biting his arm. What's the biting about? Uh, he's trying to commit suicide by opening his veins, by biting them, but he can't ah. get through that, that pain barrier. So that's what he's trying to do. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, we, we, we see him rub his eyes. He's really trying to get that upset look happening, but it's not happening. Um, he's basically scared shitless that, uh, and mm. he wants out, but he, he can't do it himself. He was yeah. really hoping to go down by suicide by cop. Mm. Well, Curcio then comes back in, and while he still wants to get down to business, we have a moment of levity, actually. Have a look at what happens. All right. If they're not bleeding anymore, you want them off, we can pull them off. I'll get you a garbage can. You want them off? Put them on the floor in the corner. 
right, this one is mine, because I already opened it. This one's yours in case you change your mind. All right. All right. Again, I gotta be able to hear you. I understand a little bit. People told me some of your, a little bit about your background. I don't know if any if it's true or not. Where? What? First of all, let me put my phone on. Yeah, I'm in the room at the moment, so. <laughs> Will this be Mission Impossible, Amanda? It was so so good. I I think it's it, it's a way to profile people um by their ringtones. Um, Robert, you got your phone there? I I all <laughs> my phone is never far from me. Do you want me uh, to play, you play your play mind? Your yes. All right, hang on. <laughs> I, th I think I think most of our listeners would guess what my ringtone is. Where do I go into that? Um, sounds, right? Uh, here we go. Yeah, probably. Um. <laughs> ah, the ego has landed. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure there are many <laughs> listeners who are thankful we don't run the McKnight Tonight promo in Monsters Who Murder anymore. What's yours, Amanda? Uh, uh, mine's the Murder, She Wrote theme song. Yeah, I don't want to play it because we're like, we're, we might get like copyrights. But, but yes, oh, that's just what it. Mine is. Uh, Side note: Sophie Formica, who I used to produce at 4BC, was in an episode of Murder She Murder She Wrote. Oh mm. my god, she got to meet mm. Jessica Fletcher. She did indeed, in an episode oh, set in Australia that was filmed on a Western set <gasps> in Hollywood. <laughs> True story. <laughs> anyway that's fantastic that's for another yeah. podcast at another time let's twist it and get serious again because after taking the phone call Curcio gets even closer to Cruz and begins the interview are you staying with a family member or a friend come on you gotta relax man because the questions I'm asking you right now are just your background questions okay you know, I understand what we're going to talk about is going to be difficult. I understand that certain things are going to be hard for you to explain to me. But you're the only one who can explain these things to me. Okay? All right. So I'm going to ask you some background stuff. It's real simple. You know, do you know what city you were living in in the last, say, week or two? How long have you been living with your friend? Four months. Four months. Okay, I gotta take notes because I'm old. What's your friend's name? I, I can't remember. Oh, you can't remember? Do you know him from where? School. Okay, and the school you know him from, again, some of these questions are gonna sound stupid, but I need to know. What school do you know him from? From Douglas? Yes. Okay. Do you know his nickname or do you know any, what, what do you call him? Do you know him? What is it? Do you know? Do you know? Do you? Yeah, of course. Again, I'm, I've already told you certain people have given me background about you. I need to hear it from you whether it's true. You can't worry about, you know, who your friend is at the moment because I'm just trying to find out where you were staying. Is but, he okay? What? Is he okay? Yes. Right. I told you I was going to turn off the phone and I forgot to do it. All right. Is he okay? From what I understand, he's okay. But again, I, I gotta get a little background information, like where you're staying, your phone number, you know, some of the things I'm hearing out there. I need to know if it's true or not. Okay, so what what name do you call him by? Brother. Brother. Okay. And is that let's you've been staying there four months? Is that where you stayed last night at his house? I can't remember. You can't remember. Okay. I can't remember anything. Okay. Well, I think you can remember, but we'll get into that as we get into it. Okay. I mean, again, as we get into this, what about your phone? Do you have a phone? 
When did you lose it? Today. Today? Today. Okay. Well, what kind of phone is it? I don't know. Okay. Is it a flip top, an iPhone, a, a Samsung? It's a phone. It's a phone. What's the number? I can't remember. Okay. I can't remember. Nick, like I said, the questions are going to get a lot more difficult than I what can't your remember, phone. Dude. Okay, but where, when. I can't remember, dude. I can't. Okay, Nick. Nick, calm down. Okay. You've already been medically cleared. I know what's going to be talked about is difficult, but again, you don't remember your phone number. How long you had the phone? How long have you had the phone? Nick, the doctor's already looked at you. Okay. Okay, you're fine. You're not having any problems at the moment, and you're perfectly fine. So calm your breathing down. All right? And, and I want to believe certain things that you're going to tell me, but, you know, if we're getting to where you're going to hyperventilate over a phone number, okay? All right. All right. So, what's your phone number? Huh? Nine five four. Okay, nine five four. Amanda, I think this one might be one of the my favorite interrogators. I think the way he plays this is beautiful. He keeps using the "I'm old" routine to disarm Cruz, to make him seem like he's got nothing to worry about but when he tries the bullshit he, he, he gets the firm hand a little bit he's he, you know it's sort of like you no no you're not having a panic attack breathe you've been medically cleared as in none of this bullshit that you were insane is going to go down with me you think these questions are hard wait till we get to the hard questions i i just think he is pitch perfect he is, and um, he he keeps this up for, um, through the interrogation. And, uh, you know, one, I think Cruz comes from the Tommy Wiseau um, uh, school of acting because he's that bad. But I, th I, I think it's about... <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Rob McKnight school of acting. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a bit better <laughs> than Tommy Wiseau. Not the accent anyway, work. Um... <laughs> we, to be sure, not the accent work. <laughs> oh, I had to get one oh, in there. Gosh. People ask all the time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's been exactly. It's been a while since we've had an accent. Um, is yeah. is just trying to try it on. Like he has been cleared, as you said, at at the hospital. Uh, he's not hearing voices. There are no demons. All of that sort of stuff. Um, and so he's just he's he thinks he's stalling. He thinks that um, that Curcio is mm. just going to give up and go. Oh well and walk out out the door but anytime Curcio does walk out that door he's getting more information yes. so the longer he's in that room the more ammo Curcio is go, going to have but as you said he's playing this beautiful um father figure to him you know oh, what side of phone have you got is it a flip phone you know making it sound really old and, and I mean I know we have flip phones now but we I don't think we did in 2018 but it's just it's he, he's just doing these these bumbling dad sort of things so he, he even not muting even the second time, not muting the ring tone, right? No, no, seriously. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it was a mistake, but it was perfect because, oh, I thought Absolutely. I did that, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah, and he says, you know, I've got to write this down because I'm old. Yes. You know, um, but he's giving him the questions like, um, does he have a nickname? Like he's, he's, he's leading Simple stuff. Yeah. Cruz with with the with his his questions like talking about JT here um because he's he's trying to show that I know more than you think yes. you're telling me so like don't bullshit me because I know where you've been staying I know this guy has a nickname you know you're giving me a different nickname now but you know mm, we'll just like run with that brother um <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you know but which gets very confusing later because there is his brother and mm. JT that that he calls brother I I'm keen to watch more of this because I do think Curcio is doing a great job and I can't wait to see more of it. Let's see what happens when he keeps going at him. Again, going back to what kind it is, do you know if it's an iPhone, a Samsung? How long have you had? 
Every kid knows what the phone is, man. I got kids your age. Ever since my mother died. I know. I heard about that. That's what I was going to talk about next. All right. So, but you had it since your mom died. How long has your mom passed? I can't remember, I think. Okay. This year or last year? November. No. Okay. Okay. When you were, when your mom passed, were you living with her? Yes. Okay. What city was that? Parkland. Okay. Remember the address? No. No? Who else stayed with you in Parkland with your mom back in November? My brother. What's your brother's name? Zach. Zach? The same last name as you? Yes. What's his middle name? I can't, I don't know. I Roger. Huh? Roger. Roger? Okay. What's his phone number? I don't know. Okay. Well, you have him in your contacts, right? Do you get along with your brother? Yes. Okay. Is he older or younger than you? Younger. Younger? How much younger? One year. Huh? One year. So he's 18? You remember his date of birth? When's his birthday? This year. This month. Okay. So February? Yes. Okay. Do you remember what day? No. Okay. What was your mom's name? Linda. Linda? Cruz? Yes. And I know it's probably very difficult to talk about your mom, but what, when she passed, what she passed from? Pneumonia. Oh, yeah. What was it? Pneumonia. Okay. Again, people told me that on the scene. I want to make sure I was sure. Now, your, your dad's passed too? What was your dad's name? Roger. And how long ago did your dad pass? Huh? How long ago did your dad pass away? When I was a kid in 2005. 2005. Okay. I think 2004, 2005. Okay. And when he passed, what did he pass from? Heart attack, I think. Heart attack. Okay. Look, again, you have to understand, we're going to talk about some things here, and I know what happened today is hard. I understand what happened to your parents is hard. But the only way for you to make me understand is for you to be able to talk to me and tell me about this okay all right because uh, you know I can talk to all the people in the world and I can watch all the videos in the world but I only can talk to you to hear from you what was going on with you okay all right I'm going back to brother I know you don't want to get him involved in anything I'm not trying to get him involved in anything do you know what city he lives in or not I just want to see, you know, before me you really start talking that you understand what what we're talking about. I mean, what city do you live in? Tamarack, Coral Springs, Parkland? If you don't want to give his name to protect him, I already know his name, but that's fine. I understand that. I understand people want to protect friends sometimes, but what city do they live in? Okay. All right. All right. Now, if you're listening to this, what you won't know is there is literally no personal space between Cruz and Curcio. The detective is leaning over the killer and he's up and, the, and, and Cruz is up against the wall, but Curcio is right in over him, Amanda. Yeah, he is. And, and this is why Cruz is sort of turning his face away because he is within his personal space, yeah. which, which gives pressure. But at the same time, he's doing gently, gently. I've got kids your age. You know exactly what side of phone you have. You know, so, so there's all of these sort of differing things that, that are going on that is sort of making Cruz more uncomfortable, but more settled as well at the same mm. time, which is a fantastic tool to have because uh, Cruz can get him to move back. By answering the questions we know that Cruz can talk perfectly fine when he was alone he's screaming out just kill me and things yeah. like this um we know that this softly softly voice is just a pure act yes you know? of course so it is he's, he's, it... no I was just going to say sorry that while he wasn't giving up his brother's where, where his brother's living I did notice he was starting to give up more information than initially. So his mind is obviously running at a million miles an hour. It's the whole fight or flight thing, right? And so yeah. he's trying to work out what information to give up. And step by step, this detective is revealing, like he said, I know your brother's name. 
what city does he live in? And just before that, we had him get information that Cruz wasn't giving up before. So slowly he seems to be breaking him down. He is. He's just chipping away at it because he mm. needs to get all of this done and get him comfortable before they get to the hard stuff. So, yeah. um, you know, that's what he's saying. He says, you know, asking for, for how your mum died isn't, you know, like groundbreaking. I already know the answers to all of this, which is amazing how quickly that, that they have that all grouped and ready to go. But mm. it's 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 just this really uh, a, a dichotomy of of opposites that, that are coming together that is just going to totally disarm Cruz. Mm. Well, backed into a corner, Cruz literally now starts crying with nowhere to run. Uh, you know, I can talk to all the people in the world and I can watch all the videos in the world, but I only can talk to you to hear from you what was going on with you. Okay? All right, I'm going back to brother. I know you don't want to get him involved in anything. I'm not trying to get him involved in anything. Do you know what city he lives in or not? I just want to see, you know, before me and you really start talking, that you understand what what we're talking about. I mean, what city do you live in? Tamarack, Coral Springs, Parkland? If you don't want to give his name to protect him, I already know his name, but that's fine. I understand that. I understand people want to protect friends sometimes, but what city did he live in? Okay. All right. All right. Why don't you have a glass? Sip of water. You don't want him? Okay. So, Amanda, Cruz is trying to protect JT, his mate, and the guy he spoke with compulsively before the shooting. Yeah, you know, he's, he just doesn't want to um, add him into this. And it's a bit of chivalry, I guess, kind of thing that, you know, he doesn't want to dob on mates who had nothing to do with this. Mm. But um, he's realising now that it is bigger than him, that it's not just about this one single kid who went into a school and shot the place up. It's about um, his, his developing re relationships, um, how he coped with the death of both of his adoptive parents. All of this sort of stuff is, is now coming through. And it's probably some of this stuff he hasn't even dealt with. When his mother died, the two boys become homeless. I, sorry, I call them boys. They're, they're 19 and 18. It's to me, that's tough. still a boy. I'm, I'm old enough to say that. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, that, that, that they were essentially homeless. So, you know, and, and, and they're going to go into a bit more about that, but um, he's probably realising now that this is half the issue of, of why they've got to this point, that he went and become a school shooter. People lose their parents and don't become a school shooter. I'm aware of that. But there's, um, but there's other parts to this. Yeah, it's a combination of a lot of things. What it hmm. seems to me is that Cruz is going to give up information about himself but not about other people, not about JT, not about his brother. And we're going to see this going forward because uh, the detective is now deciding just to focus on Cruz's own history. And this is really important, Amanda, because to me, this is the hard line Cruz has, right? Yeah, because um, it's, it's it's taking that focus from, from, from the peripheral events and people around him to actually go and start to dig in and it's it's going to make Cruz question what he he wants to do wants to say and it's going to uh, show Curcio what he is willing to talk about and what mm. he's not willing to talk about all right well let's have a look as Curcio changed tact a little bit and does focus just on Cruz all right let's talk about your background you went to Douglas how far did you go in school and what grade did you graduate Huh? I started four years ago there. Okay, well, what grade did you get to? 10th, 11th? 10th or 11th. Okay, you didn't graduate there, right? No. What was the last time you attended either school at Douglas or anywhere else? to a lot of schools. Okay, when was the last time you went to school? You go to school at all this week? No. Okay, when was the last time you went to school? This year? No, no, I went this week. Okay, where did you go to school at? What school? 
don't think it's a school. Okay, what is it? Alternative school. Okay, what's it called? I don't know. Okay, what city is it in? I mean, Oakland, I think. Oakland Park? Oakland. On Oakland Park Boulevard or Oakland Park? I think in Oakland. Okay. All right. So the last grade you went to, Douglas, you think was 10th or 11th. When was that, this year or last year? Three years ago. Three years ago? Okay. Were you a good student when you were there? Somewhat. Well, what kind of grades did you get? B's and C's. It's not bad. B's and C's are good. All right. They said you were in the ROTC too. Is that is that factual or is that just somebody telling a story? Were you in the ROTC? Yes. Okay. How long were you in the ROTC? Two years. Two years. Okay. Okay. First, for those of us not in the US, ROTC is like the Army Reserves. But Curcio is he's still trying to find that way in, Amanda. So he's as as he's made a lot of ground, but he's not quite there yet. Yeah, no, he's not. It's, it's, he is trying, and he is getting just those couple of, of shorter answers, you know. But but Cruz is still sticking to this sort of. Um, that's all I'm go going to give you. I mean, it's not silence like um, Stephen McDaniel was, um, where he just sat there and said nothing. But it's also not you know Todd Cole Hep of 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 just going crazy with a confession but he's he's getting there so you know he's trying all of these areas but this is also telling Cruz that Curcio knows that he's talking about the ROTC that he's asking which school he went to knowing that he didn't go to school this week and he didn't go to um Douglas High that week you know he's he's leading with the questions that he knows the answer to to sort of say to Cruz like you know you can keep pretending but I know the answers anyway and it's it's mm. it's going to make Cruz realize that um he doesn't have to say anything but if he talks it's going to be a bit easier for him indeed well the breakthrough is here this is the moment Curcio gets a breakthrough that gets Cruz talking. And you're going to hear that in the next episode of Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions. Amanda, <laughs> I love a tease. And that's a great place to end this episode. <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> you're annoyed at me for ending there, aren't you? <laughs> I could see it. I, I could see it on your face. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm, I was just about to sort of sit back and relax because I know where we're going. Um, but anyway. Well, the next episode is coming very fast because guess what? We're going to record it right now straight after this one. No delays this week. We're getting straight into the next episode. So make sure you join us and catch up with Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions. Amanda Howard, thank you very much. Let's go and change clothes and do the next episode. <laughs> Will do. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 